The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get him. I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. Oh, it is so sad today. And part of the reason I'm sad is no more Matthew McConaughey nonsense open. Uh, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. As always, we are sponsored by JLD Hot Sauces and Knives. Guys, they have the best hot sauce. They're award-winning hot sauce. Bujolikia comes in hot, extra hot, my personal favorite. Thai flavors. They also have Reaper Madness Special Reserve made with the Reaper Pepper from Carolina. And for the Brave, you can get the Death Shot. It has the extract extract of 10 reaper chilies in each one ounce bottle jld also has the highest quality handmade knives you'll find anywhere including ones for hunting fishing cooking uh threatening a referee no i'm just kidding uh jldsharpsauce.com go there use the code saints get 10 percent off your order today that's jldsharpsauce.com and remember all month long use the code saints 10 percent off spend 25 dollars and we'll get you a magnet shipped uh, by the end of the month. All right. Um, there's so much to do for this game. Uh, the thing that I want to start with is I'm going to let Dave and everybody, you guys lay out the facts later, but the thing that drove me fucking batty today on Twitter, and I maybe it was the Atlanta fans, but it was the national media too, Peter King and other people, the fact of this, well, you know, it wasn't one play that cost the Saints the game, and there was a lot of things, they weren't good in the red zone, and they did this and did that. Dude, everything is fucking irrelevant before and after the referee didn't call the play when Tommy Lee got lit up. It's like, I've said this analogy on Twitter, I'm going to say it here. It's like when you are at the stoplight and you get T-boned by the drunk driver and the drunk driver is like, well, you know, buddy, if you'd have been on time to work, you know, I wouldn't T-bone you. And it's really not your, It's really not my fault that... You know, if you didn't I'll, brush your teeth, if you, if you didn't take the time to brush your teeth, yeah, if you you know yeah. if you wouldn't stop at Starbucks, man, I wouldn't have T-boned you. And it's not really my fault that my blood alcohol levels bourbon. I mean, it's really on you. Like, no, it was the fucking ref's fault. And whatever happened before or after, we can talk about that. But that's irrelevant. Like, the refs fucked it up. Tommy Lee Lewis was wide open. The Rams dude tackled him, and it's the worst. It's the worst call I've ever seen in a football game. It's the worst sporting event call I can think of since in historical where 
the uh, the Royals got an extra out in Game 6 in the 85 World Series. They ended up winning, and then they won Game 7. And in the 90s, Kevin, didn't Colorado get a fifth down and ended up winning the national championship because of it? Like, oh, those I, I don't know about the national championship. I just know that they got the extra down and won the game. Yeah, it was like a, at the end of the year, and like because they got the, because they got the extra down, they won the game, and because they won the game, they got to go to the Orange Bowl. Those are worse refereeing fuck ups that I could think of. But that's just what I wanted to say. I just like the whole nonsense of the Saints should have done more is bullshit. The refs fucked them, and that's it. But Dave, I want to start with you. yeah. I mean, there were other plays in that game, but. Like that, I mean, you can go back to that play, and it's the difference between the Saints making the Super Bowl or not. Right. Dave, well, I, was... I mean, I I think Ralph's point about the drunk driver. You know, the the point is, is like football games have ebbs and flows, and uh, you know, yeah, yeah, you can say that the the Saints could have scored more points early on or whatever, but but whatever they they got to that point, the, the Saints did enough to get themselves in that position, you know, everything, you know, I, I, Ralph, I think you're spot on. I mean, it's just like, it, it doesn't matter. They, they were at that point. They, they got to that point. That's where it was. And, and it, it still should have been called correctly. And it absolutely makes a difference. Dave, you were at the game. My brother was texting me during the game and he, he, he was right at the start. He was, he texted me. He said, Ralph, this is amazing. I, I, this, I, he's like, I don't even have a word to describe this noise. Can you describe it to our listeners how it was? I mean, people were tweeting in the press box of, of water shaking, but how was it? Was it as, was it, was it as amazing as it looked? Yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was incredibly loud. Um, and, and, well, I'll get to that in a second. I mean, it was incredibly loud, and 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 like Peyton wanted, like like the Saints wanted, it was sustained loudness. We were very loud from early on. We continued, and it was on every down, first, second, third, for every series. In that first quarter, it was every as the entire time the Rams had the ball, uh, with the exception of during the play and just after the play, uh, it was. It was loud the entire time, and it was it was totally incredible. And just as surreal was how quiet it got when uh, when the Saints were on offense. You know, so you had these two uh, you know these two totally different uh, feelings and atmospheres happening at the same time. And uh, you know, me and all the you know. We, we really get into it, uh, you know, me and all the people around me, we're so low and we get so, and we're just so into it. And, uh, I, I mean, there was a time where the Rams were on defense a whole bunch and it was like, okay, we need the offense to, to have a sustained drive here to like, give us a breather. Give like we needed, yeah, I mean, we needed to, we really, really needed to take, we're like, come on, Drew, let's, let's get, let's, we need like a 10, 12 play drive here so we can all just sit down and relax and take take a breath for a second, um, and sometimes we didn't get that. But um, you know, the only other thing I'll mention about the noise is uh, the game the game winning field goal. I mean, obviously it was incredibly loud during the kick to cause as much distraction as possible for the kick. Uh, but as soon as it went through and, and everybody knew it, uh, it just it it was like 
it was like a vacuum just sucked all of the sound out immediately and it just went from incredibly loud to completely silent and i it was funny because i'm i'm, I'm watching the rams sideline erupt uh after they make the field goal and like i know that they're screaming and yelling but i can't even hear them it just it was <laughs> I, it was like it, it i don't i don't think why it was why, why you got to do this to me bro it was it just like it just went silent it was so bizarre it was so bizarre it was so so fucking bizarre. this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next the amex dedicated card member entrance for the win Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are. And it would have been, it absolutely would have been everything other than the end of the game, uh, the atmosphere, the excitement, the way the game played out. It probably would have been top two, top, <clears throat> could have been top two, uh, if not top three, uh, all time games at the Superdome. What it would have been, would have been. Kevin, uh, you are a long time Saints fan. Uh, this is the first time in like 30 years that I like couldn't sleep after a Saints game. I could sleep after last year's Minnesota Miracle, the 49er game. This is the first time I couldn't sleep through after a Saints game since Flipper Anderson dropped like 350 on the Saints in 89, but I was 13. I mean, like I, this game just ripped my guts out. Um, give me your thoughts as well. Um, well, let's see. What did I do afterwards? Uh, yeah, afterwards, I, uh, I was in a, I mean, I, I probably sound like it's still uh, a bit of a uh, malaise. Uh, decided, fuck it, I'm going to order pizza. There you go. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't have any, I didn't have any booze on hand and I wasn't going to run outside what? because, because it's absolutely freezing, uh, in, uh, St. Louis these last couple of days. Uh, uh, otherwise, otherwise I would, otherwise I would have drank every whatever I had. I would, if I had a full bottle of whiskey, I would have down the whole, I would have had the whole fucking bottle that night. Uh, but instead I just was content to stuff my face with pizza and play some uh, some retro games on uh, on my Xbox, <laughs> and you know occasionally get on Twitter and you know hit like on some you know snarky 
tweets about Roger Goodell and, and the referees. And, you know, I, I did some of that even today before going into work. Um, yeah, like it's like, and here's, here's something else that like, I get, like, I get the, the whole, uh, the whole, I, I, I wish the Saints would have scored touchdowns instead of field goals and, and, you know, maybe questioning some of the, some of the play calling, but honestly, like the Rams, like the Rams are a good team. So the game, like, like the game was likely to be close. I mean, I, I, it, like the game was likely to be close. They, they were the top two seeds for a reason. Uh, and so for it to, like, I don't know. Like, it's it's one thing if the like it's it's one thing if the Rams if, if the Rams make make enough of the plays to beat you, but the re, but referee negligence and incompetence is is what is what ultimately beat the is ultimately would beat the saints on Sunday. Gail putting the NFL on blast. Man, I I tell you what, dude, son, yesterday feels like a week ago. (laughs) Mm, Speak for yourself. Like, like it, it Mm, feels like, like, like I, I, I feel like the entire three hours or three plus hours of that game. Uh, I, I was I was living every snap like uh, like I was in like I was in one of those uh, NASA G force machines. Like I was I, I was I was knuckling my own fucking couch to the point that my dog literally got up, moved away from me to sit on the other end of the couch. I mean. And he just like stayed curled up in a ball, just kind of like looking at me, like, "Yeah, Dad, you are not right." And it's like, "Yep, I'm not." <laughs> and then the game finally ended. And here's the thing: I didn't. Uh, I think I, I think I got like really excited or really like loud, maybe four times. Uh, I, the last one was the was the. Uh, the fucked up no call. Uh, but even then, like, I didn't get, even then I didn't get like, I, I didn't get the, I, I didn't, I didn't snap or anything. I didn't like pace around I paced the house. Around all the, my I, wife I, was I did, freaking out. I, I did none of that. Like, I, never, I, ne- I never really oh, felt yeah. like, I never really felt like they were going to lose until Breeze's interception. I, 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 I felt confident that it was going to be okay until I that. Didn't feel, yeah. I didn't feel like losing until, until Zerline's kick went through the uprights. Yeah. I, I, felt I, honestly, like... felt, I honestly felt like, like, like the defense did just about anything just about everything you could possibly ask of them. I mean, uh, what they have? What more they did? They held them to 77 yards, and Goff had an 83 quarterback rating. I said on WWL this morning, if you would have told me those two stats Sunday morning, I would have bet fucking everything I own on the Saints, and I would have booked a flight to Atlanta and a hotel room. Like, if you'd have told me Goff's gonna have an 83 rating and the Rams are gonna run for 77 yards, I'm gonna say the Saints are gonna fucking 
boat race. It's going to be a party in the third quarter. Yeah. Like, I've got a couple comments. Um, so, you know, the first one is, man, like just uh, kind of decompressing from everything. I told Ralph earlier today that, man, like, I can't believe this is affecting me so much. Like, I'm almost slightly disappointed <laughs> in myself. <laughs> like, as a 38-year-old man, like, with, you know, a, a job and two kids and, you know, I mean, it's just a football game. And, you know, for, for me to just be, like, this affected by the outcome, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just like, I can't, I still can't shake it. It's just, like, it's, I feel like I've lived a tragedy. Um, it sucks, man. And, and I, I'm almost like disappointed in myself that I'm not, I haven't shaken this quite yet, but, um, you know, the other thing, I mean, that I really am getting pissed off about is exactly what Ralph said. Um, just the questioning of Sean Payton's play calling, um, at the end, you know, first of all, he explained that they called a run on first down that it was a called run. And Breeze checked out of it because there was a zero blitz. And they liked that little screen to Michael Thomas. And they felt like they could gain yards. Whereas if he were to hand it off there, it would have lost like five yards. And listen, like, I know so that the, the, it would have been great. Thomas for, would have worked. It would have, it would have been great. It would have been great for the Rams to burn all three timeouts and only have a minute left. Sure. But the Saints weren't running the ball. Like, Sue and Donald were living in the backfield. So, like, it would. There's no way the Saints would have gotten a first down. The, the, the Rams would have gotten the ball back, and it would have been fourth and 15, kicking a field goal. Passing gave the Saints a chance to put the game away. And honestly, like, the play was there. It was a great play call. The Rams defensive back said himself, I was beat. I was trying not to give up a touchdown, so I tackled the guy. And, yes, it was a foul. So, you know, I mean, how – look – I just have low tolerance for fans and and media second guessing Drew Brees and Sean Payton and, and the play calling. Like, if you, you seriously think that you know better situational football than those guys when they're reading the defense, they know what works best for that defense. They've been preparing all week. Like, you just don't. And I'm not saying they can't make mistakes. Of course they do. But, you know, it is what it is. Well, you I know, mean, it's I funny. Th- I mean, you you can't you, you the, the 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 play in question that we're all talking about the the no pi call that was a fucking great play call. Tommy Lee Lewis was wide open. It took the guy. It took it took Roby whatever the fuck his name was to come all the way from across the field. You watch that play. You watch that play from that fan video. You know, from from the from the stands. He comes shooting all the way over from the other side of the field because he knows he's supposed to have Kamara, but he he sees him. At the start of the play, totally unopened. So you want to talk about play calling? That was the fir- perfect freaking play call against whatever the Rams had lined up on defense. Because at best, that's a t- that's a short touchdown for Tommy Lee Lewis, and at worst, it's supposed to call the it's supposed to it would have it would have uh, uh, drawn the, the PI call and gotten them a first down at the five yard line. That was a brilliant play call. That was the perfect ex- and, and the execution was was fine too. With the exception for you know what the guy did, what what he coming in just tackling the guy without even looking back at the ball. Yeah, and and the thing was like the they had the they had the perfect play dialed up. Yeah, I mean the thing to me is this game. I I was kind of like Andrew. I didn't feel like I was nervous the whole game, but I felt okay about it. Even 
when it got into the Rams were driving after the pen, when the penalty call didn't happen, I, I had a sense of dread. I was like, oh, I know how this goes. The Saints are going to get fucked in the penalty. But then the Rams threw that pass to Woods, and he would have fucking walked in, and he just fell down for no apparent reason. And I was like, oh, that's a sign. That's It's going to it's gonna work out. It's going to be okay. Um, the thing is, to me, that was just... I don't know if it was surprising or whatever, but man, the Saints, the start, Kevin, if you would have drew it up and been like, how do we want it to start? Well, we want to start the, we want, we want the Saints to have a good drive on offense and then we want a turnover. Like it, it went perfect and they just couldn't shove the fucking Rams off the cliff and you know the Dan Arnold drop was big, the 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 fake field goal was big. But when did you sense that it was like? Did you feel like it started to turn on the field goal, or was it later? Because I feel like I, I'm not sure if it turned in the field goal or it turned in the touchdown right before half. But uh, somewhere along the way, it it turned. When did you feel that that, that the momentum for the ram, like the the Saints, went from like sitting on the Rams and suffocating them to the Rams getting up off the mat, to use a wrestling term? I mean, I I would say I would definitely say the 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 touchdown uh, toward the end of the second half. I mean, the Saints were still up. You know uh, what was it, thirteen to three? Like they yeah. were still up thirteen to three, and then. And the Rams get the touchdown, so it's 13 to 10. And it's like, okay, we're going into halftime, but but the Rams, uh, the Rams were still trailing, but they were they were nipping, and it just felt it it like that was maybe a little off. It like that was off putting. Um, but you know the. Their quarter comes and 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 the Saint like again everything seemed fine like it was just like it was never it was never like yeah I was still sort of white knuckling things throughout but not with this sense not with necessarily a sense of dread just a sense of okay we're you know we can still play well. And and we've got this. Like that's kind of it was just nervousness about that. It was, man, you know, we need to be, you know, I want to be able to like see the team, you know, extend this drive or or or, or continue this drive. Or I I don't know. Like I I never felt I I'm, I'm, uh, this is so weird. Like, I'm just trying yeah, to, I'm completely yeah. lost. Like, okay, the Rams got back into it at the end of the first half, but I never felt scared or anything. I never felt scared. I never felt like, like, oh, that's it. I, 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 I never felt defeated until the Zerline kick went through the uprights in overtime. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. The, Dave, were you surprised that the uh, the Saints struggled to run the ball so much? I mean, I knew the offensive line was beat up, but obviously I picked the 45-17 to game. So I just thought the Saints were going to be able to run the ball 
some. I didn't think it was going to just be that, where it literally the Saints, every run was for a half fucking yard. Um, uh, I, I didn't think it was going to be that bad, but I certainly didn't think it was going to be easy. You know, like, uh, like Andrew said, uh, the Rams defensive line, uh, and Donald, I mean, they, they were literally living in the backfield. I mean, they were back there the whole time. Those guys never had a chance. Kamara Ingram on a lot of running plays, they never had a chance. Uh, so it was tough. Andrew, as far, were, were you surprised? That I, I just felt like the Saints would be – I thought the running game would be like in the 70 to 100-yard range. You know, I just – that they that they just completely smothered it was stunning to me. Yeah, yeah, it was disappointing. Um, you know, we talked about this on our post-game podcast, uh, our, our Blue Monday podcast this morning. But, uh, you know, Become I, a patron. I, I know – yeah, I know if you're not a patron, you didn't hear this, so I'll repeat it. Um, you know, I just feel like the offensive line, uh, really, that, that was the uh, Achilles heel of this team, and uh, it ended up catching up with them now. You know, I I feel like if I talk about it too much, I'm letting the officiating off the hook, and, you know, really that was the reason the Saints lost. But, you know, even so, I mean, it, this was the real weakness of the team the last two months of the season, and it's the real reason that the Saints struggled. I, I don't really think... It's on Drew Brees. I, I don't think the offensive struggles are on Brees. I think it's just, you know, they they were li- they had limited weapons. It was really just Kamara and Thomas when they were throwing the football, and um, again every now and then. Um, and then I just feel like the offensive line um, they were just too injured. And, and listen, if you look at Armstead who had a torn bicep, you look at Pete who had a broken hand. Um, you look at Ramchek, who was dealing with a huge contraption on his arm. I mean, he, he may have had a torn pec himself. And, you know, he was dealing with knee issues. You know, Warford and Unger were the healthiest guys, and they were limited at practice, both of them as well. Uh, you know, I, I think three out of the five guys on this offensive line uh, would have been on IR had this team not been in the playoffs. And the thing that's crazy is the Rams have started the same five guys for two fucking years on their offensive line, which is just fucking bananas. Yeah, and one of them is Andrew Whitworth, who's like 50. <laughs> I mean, he literally, I, I think he literally played with Kevin Falk at LSU. <sighs> Kevin, uh, Saint, the, the football Twitter wanted Taysom Hill to blow up in the Saints' face, which was just very, it was very depressing to see people on Twitter like Drew Matt McGarry that I like, like rooting for the Taysom Hill experiment to go kaboom in the Saints' face, and it it, it didn't. Um, but I guess were you surprised? I was surprised. I was I guess I was a little bit surprised that Sean Payton, like by the middle of the third quarter, he just was like a twelve-year-old on the PlayStation, just mashing the Camara button. And that was, it seemed like that was only thing that fucking worked. Not Mike Thomas, not any, you know, they had to play it again later. But for a while there, like, it literally seemed like the only thing that was working for them, Kevin, was getting the ball to Camara. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, and it kept, like, and it kept working. I mean, they, 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 
they were what double teaming Mike Thomas or or had like their best people on him. I mean, so Thomas was neutralized. What what else do you expect? Like the Kamara ended up. Kamara was the leading uh, receiver. I mean, they knocked out like well, shit. The the best tight end wasn't st- wasn't able to start. Uh, Josh Hill ended up being on uh, briefly, or, or no, Josh Hill was knocked out of the game. Yeah. Uh, Dan Dan Arnold uh, was uh, non-factor, and then and, and well, it was a factor, I mean, just not good. Right, and then and then the first fucking touchdown catch was caught by, uh, you know, uh, Forrest Griffin or or somebody. Garrett Griffin. Him too. <laughs> I mean, they literally like he's been a. How, Andrew, how much has he played this year? Like, how many times has he been active? Garrett Griffin. Yeah. Well, he was called up from. Uh, practice squad for for the Eagles game. That was his first game of the year. He didn't play all year. He played some last year. You're thinking of last year he played, Man. but he has not. He has not been on the active roster all year. The I two mean, games he played. I mean, you got to commend the guy. Like the two games he played all year were the two playoff games, and you know he he had to come into a situation where Benjamin Watson, you know, had the uh, appendicitis, and then uh, Josh Hill gets a concussion and. Yeah, Dan Arnold. I mean, he he was. I mean, he was out to lunch. He was out to pasture. I feel like the second half of the season, I don't know what happened to him, but he just totally went away. And so, Griffin was really the only guy who had the skill set that could even do some of the stuff they needed. You know, because Arnold's not a blocking tight end. And so, um, I mean, kudos to him. I, I mean, to go and catch a touchdown. I think he caught another pass. I mean, I, th- I, I thought there were a couple blocks he threw that were decent. Um, I mean, I'm impressed it wasn't worse, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Dave, the the defense was amazing. The one thing that was a little bit, I don't know that it was surprising. I was just a little bit disappointed. I felt like when the Saints got up 13 to nothing and, and since the Rams had no running game, that they didn't really get at golf. As they didn't deliver as much pressure as I thought they would with the stat line that they delivered. Uh, overall, the defense was amazing, but was there anything that, about the pass rush and the defensive line play that surprised you? Well, I mean, I, I was disappointed. I mean, you know, not only did they – what did they do? They sacked him once, right? Jordan had one sack. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but uh, – you know, they only got to him once, and other than that, you know, they they weren't hurrying him too much. They weren't in his face uh, at, uh, enough. Um, I was very disappointed. You know, the entire time they're on defense, I'm yelling, I'm screaming. I'm like, let's get to him, let's get to him. I mean, they just never – they never were able to get to him. Uh, so it certainly uh, made it a little bit more difficult for the secondary. And I, Andrew, was it just my imagination? I thought they were the Saints were bringing a lot of dudes. Yeah, they blitzed. Um, you know, I mean, I, I feel like they got there a couple times, and you know, Goff just got the ball out of there. Um, but you know, again, Goff didn't play well. I mean, I, I realize the Saints didn't really sack him, but he had a Yolo throw in overtime that was fucking ridiculous. 
Like, it, 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 not ridiculous, like, good. He just, like, threw it up and it worked out. Yeah, it was frustrating. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he threw, he, I mean, his rate, his quarterback rating was 75.1, you know, or sorry, 83.0. That was his QBR, yeah. 83.0. They averaged three yards a carry. I mean, it's funny, like, hearing the, uh, ESPN like talk about well you know they were rolling with CJ Anderson he was the hot hand how was he the hot hand he had 44 yards on 16 carries 2.8 per carry they benched Gurley in the biggest game of the fucking year yeah which is fucking bananas to me I I think something might be wrong with him you know what was wrong with him he's dropping passes that's what was wrong with (laughs) that's what was wrong with him um you know this and and all of you can answer this. And we talked about it a little bit on the post game yesterday, where we had live calling, which was basically just a therapy session for people, like this is. Um, but the Saints did they did really kind of go all in for this year, right? They traded away the number one pick for Davenport. They traded away the number three pick for Teddy Bridgewater. They traded away the four for Eli Apple. Um, and I can argue all of those things worked out. But is there anyone among you that, knowing how this turned out, would have done any of those moves differently? Mm, not me. Um, you know, you can still build on all of that next year. Um, and I would say next year is definitely it. Like, that's it. As far as Drew is concerned... And, as far as your best chance at winning a championship, that's it. It's definitely next year a bust, uh, even more so than, than this year was. Um, but no, I wouldn't. No, I, I wouldn't change anything. Kevin, uh, of course, you are the president of the trade down. So my question to you is: the Saints don't have any picks uh, this year. So they're not going to – I don't think they're going to trade up. But do you think they will burn 2020 assets to get players either in the draft or trades? Not that – I know that gives you – that it might probably – you're getting the shakes right now thinking about it. But do you think Loomis will do it? Kevin, Kevin, not with Kevin. Okay. We lose him. I think we lost him. Okay, uh, not you know. So I not to get into Dave. the future too much, but because we have all off, we have all off season. Yeah, to do it. no, but I, I agree with Dave. No regrets. I mean, you know, you just look at this was a window, um, and you got to go for it. And listen, they they were one no call away from being in the Super Bowl. So I, I think all the moves that they made were justified. They put all their chips in the middle. Um, you know, the Rams called their bet and Saints lost. And um, I'll be honest, I think part of the reason why this hurts the most is I, I think this is the end. Um, uh, and it's not that I don't think they have a shot next year. I think they do. You know, I think they'll be they'll, they'll still be a decent team next year and they'll have a good shot at it. But um, I, I just I just feel like. You know, now there's all this uncertainty with Ingram and these backups, Manti Teo, which it doesn't seem like a big deal. But like if they lose Manti Teo and then a couple linebackers go down, like they just don't have the depth. And, 
You know, when you talk about re-signing Ingram, does that mean you lose P.J. Williams? Does that mean you lose Tyler Davison? You know, those are assets. Those are de- that's depth. And you, people might might say, well, it's not a big deal if you lose those guys. But I just think look at that game and you look at C.J. Anderson not being able to run the football at all, even though um, even though you didn't have Rankins, and that's because Tyler Davison and Stallworth and I mean, they had depth. This team had tons of depth. They lost and, nothing in their run defense. They lost a lot yeah. in the pass rush, I think. But they lost yeah. nothing in their run defense. And the drop-off between your starter and your backup, between Anzalone and Teo, it's, yes, it's big, but it's not gargantuan. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not, not cat. Yeah. It, it doesn't sink you. It doesn't sink yeah. you. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, look, Eli Apple was a great trade. He's a, he's a starting corner. And, and what have we been saying? We, like – God, they need somebody opposite Lattimore because Crawley was a one-hit wonder. And look, maybe Eli Apple just had a great stretch, and he might go back to being terrible. But somehow I doubt it. I think I think he was, you know, New York just wasn't a good place for him. I think so. Given a fourth-round pick uh, for him is fine. Um, the Bridgewater trade, eh? They wanted premium quarterback insurance because they didn't want they didn't want what happened to Washington to happen to them, you know. Um, and you can't really not you, you can't really knock it, uh, just because Bridgewater didn't play any, you know. Um, but I don't know necessarily. I mean, Dave, do you feel like it's oh? I don't necessarily think it's oh. I think I don't necessarily think it's over. Uh, I think they can be really good next year. The the thing that worries me, Dave, is it's watching Breeze, and I don't think. He's not washed up. It's not that. But he's not the same guy, and they need a bunch of stuff around him. But, man, if he had to go on the road and win a playoff game in the cold with his physical limitations now, which are real, I'd be really worried. And that's why I feel like this shot this year was so critical that they had everything at home. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, I I think they'll have a good enough team where you could say, yes, they have a chance – again next year but uh but this was their time this was their moment uh they had everything in front of them they worked hard to get home field advantage in the playoffs uh you you'd think you'd get a little home cooking with the officiating when you're at home but you'd obviously that's not true um and uh yeah you know i mean you could have just as good of a team or a better team next season and maybe the ball you know how lucky did the Saints? I mean, let's face it. You know, the the Ravens game with the missed field goal. I mean, you know, shit just happens, and and one one play here, one play there, and you know, just like back in 2014 or 2015, one play here, one play there. The Saints could have been ten and six as opposed to seven and nine or whatever. Um, so, and it just this was the season we got. We got most of the of the bounces went our way. Uh, we were able to get in position and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, officiating, went, officiating. The went, I mean, I think what a, five and what a, what a terrible end games. to this whole, to if the whole season. If you flip that around, instead of 13 and three, they're 10 and six, right? And that's still a playoff team. But if you're 10 and six, best case scenario is you're yeah. winning the South and hosting a game the first week, right? And you're probably the four seed. Um, so it makes a big difference. Um, man, I, Andrew, 
the whole thing with the NFL, you had a great rant uh, on my voicemail. I didn't use it because it kind of faded in and out. And we don't want to get into conspiracy, but man, oh man, I feel like when you talk about Bounty Gate and you talk about different things, the leap to conspiracy for the Saints and our and there are the, the Saints and Saints fans, like it's not as far as other teams. Like I feel like the Saints and New England are probably the two fan bases that feel like the, the NFL is out to fuck them. And justifiably, in well, some cases. Ex- except that Tom um, Brady gets every call, but yeah. <laughs> but um, what are, what are your thoughts? Do you, I mean, do you do you buy into the conspiracy? You know, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. I'm ne- I've never been that. Um, you know, I, my my mind doesn't go there. I just feel like officiating is uh, it is what it is, and you get bad calls in that sports, but. Um, I have to admit, uh, something that egregious makes me reconsider. And um, I, you have to, I think it's reasonable to ask the question. You know, I, I mean, I have no evidence, I have no proof, so I, you can't take it any further than that. But when you connect the dots, I mean, let's be honest. The NFL, guys, it's, it's a business. And it's, it's entertainment and it's a business. A multi-billion dollar business, first and foremost, before anything else. And... When you talk about officials that, you know, owners are making money hand over fist, uh, you know, Roger Goodell, Vegas, all these millions and billions of dollars that are at stake. And these officials are part time employees that, that are, are making chump change. Is it really that impossible I mean, look, Tim Donahue with the NBA, I mean, he got pinched for this. I mean, it, it's not that preposterous we, we it's happened in pro sports and so when, when i see a call that egregious where you know and everybody's saying it the rams are saying it the not, nfl has already McVay, admitted fault. he's like i'm glad no. they let him play well he, he, he did but today today he said he, he did admit he said you know you feel bad for the circumstance so he, he even he, he has kind of softened his stance a little bit but um, you know, listen, like, I, I just think you, ha- you have to at least it, for me, it, it makes me second guess it. Now, am I like full, full, full go like the fix is in? This is, you know, WWE. This is, you know, I mean, no, I, I'm not saying that. But I, I mean, it does make me wonder if, if, you know, promises are made cash, cash exchanges hands where, hey, you know, I'm not asking you to shave points here, but. You know, if, if, if there's a 50-50 call and, you know, you uh, and the game's on the line, we're expecting you to go and lean this way. And I, I'm not saying it happened, but I'm just saying you watch something like that and it makes you second guess. And I do wonder about that. And, um, you know, we'll never know. We may never know. But. That that's a play where I'll go to my grave one wondering the rest of my life was that influenced in some way. Dave, one thing that irritated. Well, wait, no, I want to I I, I want to discuss this whole thing, um, because I, you know here in New Orleans I've been listening to all the local people and everything, and everybody's been talking about it, and you know obviously everybody on my Facebook feed is from New Orleans, and I'm seeing all the you know the the stuff going around about how Goodell could. Uh, 
he has the power to reverse the outcome of the game, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, first and foremost, I'll get to Goodell in a second and what he has the power to do or not to do. I want to dispel some rumors out there. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not a conspiracy guy. I, I, have, I never have been, and I, I'm still not after this. Um, you know, the fact that these guys live in L.A., I, I don't think that the, these referees, you know, and the one guy played for the Rams, I, I don't really see how that, I don't see how that, what that matters. I don't, I don't really see why he cares whether the Rams win now uh, just because he used to play for them. I, I think that's total BS. Um, the, uh, I, he, it's just a lot more believable for me to believe that, uh you know, these one or two ref- referees just, they just screwed up. They just fucked up. That's a lot more believable than, than all these people out there saying the NFL has fixed this. The NFL wanted to see the Patriots and Rams in the Super Bowl. The NFL wants to see L.A. because they're building a new stadium and they've got teams out there and blah, blah, blah. I just, I just have a hard time believing all that. It's a lot easier for me to believe uh, that, one of, that one or two of the line judges was just a fucking moron. Well, let me, let me and- ask you this, Dave. Will you at least admit that the the NFL has a vested interest and, you know, all other things being equal, they benefit in a much greater way if the Rams are in the Super Bowl? Of course. Uh, yes. I guess I would have to agree with that. But that doesn't that doesn't that no, doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean anything. Of course. But, right. right. But, yeah. um, I think, they, offici- I think they, I, they officiate different in the playoffs. They okay. Do. Well, so I want to I want to talk specifically about the play and and what I've seen. I've watched the video. I've watched all the different angles. You know, Ro- Roby, whatever, makes the play. He makes the hit. Um, there are two referees, judges, whatever you want to call them, whatever their official titles are. You know, in the area, there's one guy who's on the goal line, uh, and then there is the other gentleman who's on the sidelines, um, further down field more in, in the backfield, um, closer to the Saints and where Peyton is and all that. Um, the play happens, the hit happens, the guy on the goal line immediately, immediately waves it off, doesn't throw the flag, and immediately uh, says no catch. Um, he, from his viewpoint... I think I don't think that he was able to see. I think that he thought that the ball was closer and more in play because of his vantage point than it really was. And I think that he, from the way it looked for him, it looked way more bang bang, and it looked like the ball was right there. And Roby hit hit Tommy Lee Lewis uh, at the same time as the ball was arriving. The other line judge who was further back. This is the line judge that Michael Thomas has said it looked like he was kind of going to going to his waist, going to grab his flag, which when you look at the replay, it does look like that. But he's also looking at the other referee. And as soon as the other referee waves it off, who personally has the worst, even though he may be closer to the play, I think he's got a worse vantage point because he can't see the depth of the ball as far as when, when, when the hit is being timed. So, he, so the other back judge... He's looks like he's going to grab his flag, but he sees the other guy closer to the play wave it off. So he just goes and waves it off. And he says, and he, I, I, it looks like he makes a conscious decision to just go with what the other guy has already called. And yeah. to me, that's that's where the disappointment is. And 
what really frustrates me is how many times do referees throw flags, they get together, they talk about it, and then they wind up picking up the flag and saying, you know what, it's not a penalty. It would not have hurt for that guy. If that guy, if that guy who was maybe going, if that referee who was maybe going to go throw the flag and then looked at the other umpire and, and waved it off just like he was waving off, if he had even the slightest inkling that maybe a penalty had occurred, he should have thrown that flag. That flag should have been thrown. At the very least, you throw the flag so that you can then go and discuss it. Have the uh, and, and have the huddle and talk about it and get other viewpoints. Say, what did you see? What did you see? What did you see? Yeah. That never happened. Everybody just kind of followed the lead of that first ref who was right there at the goal line, who was closest, but who I don't think had the best view, uh, who waved it off. And then the other guy waved it off. Now, now, Roby says that after he gets up after the play, he looks over at the, at the ref and he says that, he, he's, that they told him it was tipped. Now, I looked at the video. First of all, Roby doesn't go to the ground. He never falls. He, never, he, he stands up the whole time. So I don't know why he thinks he fell. So I question, his whole, I question whether his whole recollection of the whole thing is even, is even admissible as evidence. But regardless, <laughs> let's talk about it. You know, he says, I got up from the ground. I went over to look, and the guy said it, the ball was tipped. I don't, see, I don't see anything. I don't see any of that communication. I see the guy at the goal line wave it off. I see the second referee look at the guy after maybe going for the flag. He waves it off. Then Peyton starts running up, and the, the initial guy at the goal line who made the call, he comes running up toward the second referee to tell Peyton, the hey, hey, back, back off, back off, back off. Yeah, I just can't believe they – like what Dave said, Andrew, that they didn't – throw the flag and have a group discussion. Although, th th it was so blatant. It's the, same thing, like it's, they... it's, it's the same thing as if, you know, th they installed the new rule about all all, all scoring plays are reviewable. It's, so it's the same thing. If there was any play that could even remotely be considered or as close to being a touchdown, just call it a touchdown. That way you can review it automatically. Don't call it not a touchdown and then either force a coach to use their challenge flag or force a team to just accept your shitty no-call touchdown on what may be a possible touchdown because that coach doesn't have a challenge flag. You know, it's just like you might as well, you might as well err on, this, on the side of doubt. Just throw the flag. Just throw the flag and talk about it. Pick it up if you don't want to. <laughs> that whole sequence was just incompetence on incompetence. Well, it's and, and it's it's uh, so so again so so. Well, my, the thing is, like Dave, you're not you're not saying anything that that's like groundbreaking here, though. Like, like we don't we're as unbiased as biased fans. Like, we don't even need to say anything because all unbiased people are saying the same thing. Well. Well, Everyone I, knows this. Well, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not. I don't think. I don't think Dave is saying that like he's surprised that it wasn't a penalty. But I just think the mechanics of how they came to the decision is interesting. I think the the pool reporter failed at their job. Like they didn't like you didn't ask the right questions of the head head referee. You know, like that's what I want. I want the explanation that Dave tried to give, like who why? saw, why, why, why do didn't you, want you an explanation? Huddle? Why didn't you throw like, the flag I don't and pick it up? I don't like, those this. are, those are interesting, interesting questions. I know it doesn't matter because the saints are going it to, it doesn't Super matter. Bowl, it changes nothing. Transparency, I want that. I mean, it's great that like, you know, Gail wrote this whole thing about, we need to make the game more fair and equitable. And we're going to get the rule changed so that no, no fan base has to ever experience this again. That does nothing for me. Zero. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's over. We're not in the Super Bowl, and we should be. And, and like, nothing's going to change that. So, no, it doesn't make me feel better. It doesn't. 
and nothing will. No, it 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 the 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 Gale letter doesn't really make me feel better. But what would have made me feel, I guess, a little bit better is if the NFL would be fucking transparent and explain the decision. They didn't explain fucking shit. They're just like, yeah, we missed it. I mean, and, and to uh, me, right. like, I, I, as a fan... Would that, really, invest- would that really make you feel better if they explained it, it? Yes, because the thing is, I invest a lot of time and energy. I want to know how the process works. I want to know why they didn't huddle. What did they see? Like, it, it, I just... I, I want to know their processes, and I feel like they don't have any, and they just fucking make it up as they go along, especially when it's after the fact when they're just looking to cover their ass and they just want it to fucking go away. Um, and I'm glad that Gail did the statement because I want, I don't want this to go away. I fucking want the national media talking about this as long as possible. And I want it to taint the Super Bowl if possible. Uh, so I, I wanted to address one other thing because, you know, I keep seeing this on Facebook and like, and this is a, a big topic uh, on, on local radio here. You know, people after Mike Florio on Pro Football Talk wrote the thing about how, the, you know, the commissioner has special authority. He could, uh, you know, basically the rule says, uh, you know, he could impose monetary fines or draft choice forfeitures. Um, or the reversal of a game's result of the res- or the rescheduling of a game, either from the beginning or from the point at which the extraordinary act occurred. Okay, you know, referencing this extraordinary act, and Mike Florio put this together, and 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 uh, I'm a little disappointed in Mike Florio because he didn't include the rule above this, um, and surely he knew that this other rule existed, and and clearly did not put this in there uh, because he wanted people to think that you know that that Goodell could possibly. Uh, you know, make them replay the last one minute and 49 seconds of this game uh, because of that call. But that's simply, that's certainly not going to happen because uh, Rule 17, Section 2, Article 2 uh, actually says that um, uh, the commissioner will not apply authority in cases of complaints by clubs concerning judgmental errors or routine errors of omission by game officials. Games involving such complaints will continue to stand as completed. Okay, so that that means just because we want to bitch and moan or whine about the call, and just because the official maybe fucked up the call, um, the Saints can't complain and say, "Hey, can you can you use your special commissioner no, authority?" The only way the commissioner uh, can do it happen. is like if Zerline you'd, you'd kicked have to the field goal and somebody pulled out a handgun and shot the ball as it was going toward the goalpost. No, Goodell you could, you could be could, like the fan can't pull out a handgun and block well, the field goal. Right, you got to do or, it again. Right, or, or you could potentially do it if you could if you could absolutely one hundred percent factually prove that um, that the, the ref got a bag of money. Exactly, which obviously right. maybe you could do, but you would never be able to do that within the two weeks between now and the Super Bowl that it would make any damn bit of a difference. All right. Before we get to the questions, i got to read a couple ads. The NFL playoffs are – the Super Bowl is here. It's time to get in with my bookie. Don't be the guy with no rooting interest. you got to root against the Rams as your relatives and friends sit around cursing McVay. Not this year. Do it for the Super Bowl. It's really a wonderful time of year to hate on the Rams. Make sure you're ready for the action, daily action, my bookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service, and they offer the craziest props. 
Where you bet is just important as who you're betting on. If you want to make money during the season, you got to go to my bookie. We trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. Join now, my bookie. They offer you 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for the Super Bowl. Use promo code HAPPY when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code HAPPY at my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, we have people that are just angry and sad, Andrew. Um, this is from the Todd Newberg. We need an all-out apology. We need fixes to what's reviewable and how it's reviewed. And if that happened, we will now be waiting to get screwed magnificently again. Move over Vernon Davis. Andrew, this is the worst loss in Saints history. There's no, there's no arguing that, right? We can't argue 2011 No, anymore. no, it's worse than it's by far. I mean, and this isn't me being, you know, Know, prisoner of the moment um I, I just really feel like well first of all all the 49ers and vikings games were both road games and in both scenarios you still have to play the nfc championship games so this was one game before where we are now and in both cases you know i mean you would have had to play the, the giants who won the super bowl in the red high and then you would have had to play the patriots who were well, that was one of their best teams ever and then, at least in the regular season, and then you'd have to, the other season, you'd have to go to Philadelphia, who ended up mowing everyone down and win the Super Bowl. And then it, and then playing the Patriots again in that one. So, you know, I think just in terms of how far along the Saints were, um, th- this is worse. And then on top of that, you know, you can get all upset about the Vikings game. You can get upset about San Francisco, but that boils down to Roman Harper. That boils down to Greg Williams going zero blitz or Roman Harper not making a play or, you know, Malcolm Jenkins being too slow, whatever. Uh, the Vikings game boils down to Marcus Williams. Like it, it, it ultimately fall. It, it hurt. It was awful. It was horrific, but it ultimately falls on the player. Um, this time the players did enough to win the game and the officials ripped it out and and it and you you can point back to one decision by the officials that is the difference between the saints going to the super bowl or not um so i mean i for me this is worse than i i used to tell you ralph that my my most horrific memory as a saints fan was losing at home to atlanta in the playoffs um this is far far worse for me this is bad. I mean, uh, this is a great question, Dave. Uh, if you let's get weird, <laughs> that's it's, uh, if you could go back in time and change the outcome of yesterday's game, but even if the Saints win, they're getting blown out by the Patriots. Would you still do it? Yep, in a heartbeat. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Because the two week, the two weeks of trolling Atlanta fans would be magnificent. And yes, it would stink when the Saints got boat raced by the the Patriots. Let's say, but so what? Like it, today would be fucking magical, you know? Like it would have been, it would have been great. So I, I do Lose, losing losing at home in the NFC Championship is not historical for us. Um, at least not anymore. Um, losing in the Super Bowl would still be historical, and you know it still would have been, you know, I mean, it, and also getting trucked 
Like to me, that's way more tolerable because then the team is just the other team is just better than you. And, um, you know, I mean, do we do we talk about that time in 2006 when the Bears crushed us or, you know, the time in 2000 when the Vikings crushed us? We don't talk about those playoff games or, or even like the Seattle loss on the road with the year Seattle won the Super Bowl. Like we don't really talk about those playoff games as much because it was pretty clear the other team was much better. So, you know, those playoff losses, they just don't sting like these do. Yeah, I mean, it w- listen, it would have it would have been miserable to be at a Super Bowl party or whatever, and the second, the third, and fourth quarter, just you're just watching it, waiting for it to fucking end. But again, today would have been glorious, and I'd have, you could have told me New England would win a hundred to nothing, I wouldn't have cared. Um, you know, uh. We got a couple more questions, and then we'll get out of here. I want to tell you guys, I'd like to take a second to tell you about our new friends at Tix Blitz, the official ticket provider of Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticket providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges, at Tix Blitz, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing sporting events, concert, or Broadway show of your choosing. Go to Tix blitz.com enter code armchair at checkout and receive five percent off your total ticket purchase that's t-i-x-b-l-i-t-z.com promo code armchair tick splits guaranteed seats guaranteed emotions um final although there's emotions going on all right (laughs) final question from uh adele are you less of a saints fan now going forward because of how much yesterday hurt oh come on no way what kind of question is that I mean I wouldn't say I won't say I'm, I'm less of a fan but I will say this is going to take a long time to get over they don't have any draft picks this offseason is going to be really, really long and cold, and I don't think last year was because I think we, sh- as a fan base, we should have shook off the Minnesota game, even though the national media thought we wouldn't. We were kind of like, it's okay. We're young. This team is ready to roll. We're going to kick ass in 2018, and we were pumped about it, and they had picks, and they had cap space, and they did a bunch of stuff. This year, like, there's no picks. You don't really know if they're going to do a lot of stuff in free agency. Like, it's going to be a really long, cold, dark offseason. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm going to be any less of a fan, but do, do either of you guys disagree with me that this, this offseason is going to be very, very long? I, I agree with that, but I just don't think that, that that has nothing to do with me being a fan. I mean, I, I've been a fan for life, man. I, I mean, I, I, I was six years old when I started rooting for the Saints, it, like in – passionate fashion and and i mean at this point it's part of my dna like i mean i i wouldn't i mean we we don't make any money doing this like i wouldn't be on the phone with you guys once a week (laughs) if i didn't love this if it wasn't a passion like and and i I wouldn't be utterly gutted still from what just happened if i didn't care greatly so um you know for better for worse man i mean now if the saints uh, now i will say like my love for the NFL has taken a huge hit over the last decade and if the saints were ever to move. It's over. Like I, I will not, you know, the San Antonio 
the Saints or whatever. Like, there's no way I would ever split that. We close it up. We close it up the shop. This is a New Orleans Saints fucking podcast. It is not a Saints podcast. Yeah. I don't care that I'm in Houston and you're in Virginia and Dave is – in New Orleans and Ant- and Kevin who joins us he's in St. Louis like if it, if the Saints ain't in New Orleans we close this shit down yeah but um but no I, I mean it, it doesn't change anything for me um you know listen it it sucks it, it's it's uh this sucks as as bad as anything I can remember as a Saints fan and it, it's real painful but um I just keep going back to what it felt like in 2009. And I don't know if I'll ever see a Super Bowl victory in my lifetime again. I may not, but um, I'll never forget how that felt. And um, I, I just think as a fan, when you wear those, uh, you wear those scars like a badge of honor, um, it means more than, than it does to front runners when you win. Chris Holloway asked second can we get some Matthew McConaughey to weigh in on this tomfoolery? I could go for some nonsensical rambling to help the healing process. All right, all right. Time is a flat circle, and sometimes you have to make friends with the penalty flags that don't come. That's life. Sometimes the flag drops. Sometimes it doesn't, and that's just the way it goes, Chris. Um, Dave, did you just, did you just make that up? Week. What's that? Did you just wing that? Yeah, I did. Were you prepared with that? Like, did you write no. something? No, that was, but unbe- I, that was unbelievable. I, uh, I can I can channel Matthew McConaughey because I because Andrew I listened to that motivational video like about seven hundred times. Like that it, was that was very good. <laughs> so, last question, Dave. Uh, watching the Super Bowl or no? You don't have to give a long answer. We'll get into that next week. Yes, I'm watching it. Absolutely, I'm watching it. Uh, how much does the Ram lose, Andrew? How much does the, how much does the Rams losing matter to you? Uh, a great deal. I, I am in full fuck the Rams mode. Yeah. I, I hate, the Rams I might hate, the Rams might be my second hate, most hated team now. Yeah, I hate Marcus Peters now. Um, I I hate Flowers. I hate. Um, Donald, uh, Donald and Zerline, like, I feel like they're legit, but I think Goff is a fraud. I hate Brandon cooks. Um, I hate McVeigh. Um, I, that, I, I just think that whole team is a bunch of punk ass MF first and I, I'm pissed and I want them to lose. I want them to get their guts ripped out. I want them to, I mean, I, I pass me the Tom Brady Jersey. I'll freaking wear it <laughs> for the second time in my life. I'm a Patriots fan in two weeks. I ha- I have to say, uh, it pains me to say it, but Zerline, Zerline, his kicking display yesterday, it's the greatest two kicks I've ever seen. To, the, to hit the from fifty-seven yarder would have been good from sixty-seven. Like to hit from forty-eight and fifth to forty-eight to tie and fifty-seven to win. I know it's indoors, but Jesus Christ and the it. Like that, I can't believe I can't believe he, he that kick would have been good from seventy. It was just mind numbing. So, listen. I um, thought he was going to miss it. I want to. I want to say something. I want to thank everybody who supported the podcast all year. It's been great. The patrons, even if you just listen, you know, we had sponsors. We have 
it's been great. We've grown the audience. People thanked us yesterday, which was really cool on Twitter and on the the feeds. It was awesome. It's been fun this yeah. year. If you're yeah. If you're new to the show, stick with us. We go, we do this every week. Other podcasts that you may listen, they're going to like go in the hibernation till the draft. We don't do that. We're fucking going every week. We're here. Stick with us. Become a patron or don't, but we're going to do stuff every week. Me and Andrew are going to do really weird things during the week if you're a patron. We got that's going to be fun. Um so stick with us. The season's over, but we got off season. We got free agency. We got Senior Bowl, we got all kinds of stuff, and we got two weeks to really, 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 really hate the Rams. So, for Dave, for Kevin, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. Thanks, guys, for being on this ride with us. Who dat?